Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to discuss a few of the top news stories in the plant-based world. Now, we used to do this a while back. If you've been listening to us for a while, some of the earlier episodes, we actually used to have a segment on news stories. And I thought it was a good idea to keep our community abreast of what was going on, especially these days, because there just seems to be so much going on in the plant-based world, which is great. You know, I'd totally forgotten that we did that. Yeah. We used to do that. We used to have a, didn't we used to have a quote? We used to have all kinds of structure stuff. And now as we've gotten older and wiser, we just kind of... Loosey goosey. Just (laughs) go go with it. Just go with the flow. It's like like our podcast has has gone from being a a suit to a (laughs) moo-moo. A comfortable (laughs) moo-moo. Yes. Okay, so before Except we, we don't wear moomoos, just clearing that <laughs> just up. Just to clarify we that. We There's nothing wrong with moomoos, but we're not moomoo people. <laughs> no, no, neither <laughs> one of us. Okay, uh, let's get in a, let's see, what do we have here? Oh, a sponsor, right? Let's get yes. to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc., Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way. Those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some Vegetarian Zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page. And you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. And we have a new returning member to the Golden Apple Roundtable, and that is Listener Zero, Danielle Freed. And and we call her Listener Zero because she is the first person to reach out to us via email Mm -hmm. to let us know she liked the podcast and... Let us know that somebody was listening besides (laughs) our dads. There's a meme with like one person, there's a big theater like with one person sitting there with a balloon. I think I even memed her one time (laughs) doing that because yeah, she helped us keep going and kept us motivated early on because we weren't sure if people were listening. So she's really helped us out a lot over the years. So thank you, Danielle. Thank you for... Uh, being a returning member to the Golden Apple Roundtable. All right, are we ready to get into the news stories? Yes, let's do that. And I think we had talked about maybe doing this like p- 
periodically again then. This is a good idea to do this because yeah. there are like so many. I have a, an something. app called Feedly that I have some like uh, new, just some sites I like. It's a very nice curation app, by the way, and there's a free version of it that I have like apps that, I mean, app uh, sites that have their feeds go through this app and you can organize by like vegetarian, vegan, plant-based or... Um, well, I have you that all in one category, like, business, yeah, uh, like lists or whatever. Different interests, right. Yeah. And this feed is getting quite big. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I that's mean, compared good. to even a few years ago, yeah, when we started the podcast, there was some news, but not a whole lot of news. And of course, a lot of things have been, there's a lot of new companies, a lot of companies taking different turns. To new products. New, exactly. So new people, uh, people and companies taking responsibility, which is awesome. So, um, so let's talk about this. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we were, we were kind of noodling on, um, maybe doing this like quarterly or, you know, a few times a year. Let's go with the moo. Let's just, when something, when we have several stories, let's moo it. it. Let's, let's just go with it the flow. Mumu'd. Yeah. That's going to so be whatever. a new term now. We moo it. <laughs> but I think periodically, because these are the kinds of things that if you just got together with friends or something and you're just mm-hmm. discussing the local or not the local, the, um, recent current events current events there you go that's what i was looking for oh my gosh i used to hate doing those reports in school current events you had to do like current events reports where you had to go and cut something out of the newspaper (laughs) and then like write a little page on it and then stand up and present it oh i hated that (laughs) Ugh, it was so awful well this won't be like that hopefully this will be just fun yeah this will just be like us discussing what's going on in the news just like current events reports over breakfast just (laughs) Talking about what's going on. Okay, so let's talk about the first one uh, before we spend the whole time talking about Moomoo's. <laughs> All right, so now this is really interesting, and this is like the most currentest you can get, right? Um, yes. Because this is about COVID. And so this is an article. Now, you got this from Plant Based News. Right. Um, and I think there's an also a video, right? Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll include that in the uh, okay. show notes. Uh, so there was apparently a study published by the uh, BMJ Nutrition Prevention and Health Journal. I think that, so. Yeah, that found a it's link a <laughs> between right between COVID and dietary patterns, and specifically that people who follow a plant-based diet uh, tend to have less severe COVID symptoms. It it doesn't mean that they won't get COVID or there's less of a chance of them getting it. But if they do get it, their symptoms tend to be less severe. Yeah. And let's caveat this too. This is not by any means medical advice or anything that we're necessarily, you know, believing 100% ourselves. This is one study. But this is cool because this is actually, and I think the article said this is the first study where they're actually talking about specific dietary patterns and the severity of COVID. So it's really interesting to see. And, and I, But I think we did hear throughout the pandemic about how certain pre-existing conditions can, mm-hmm. uh, those people with pre-existing conditions, which is why we were really careful with you with lupus and diabetes, mm-hmm. is that um, we're getting the severe to mm-hmm. death, you know, to fatal. Right. Fatal, so, um, he, right, to, mm-hmm. to death, right. So this study apparently tracked healthcare workers in um, six countries. Yeah who had been exposed, I mean, obviously, as healthcare workers, and out of the positive of those who came up, you know, ended up with the disease, the majority of them who were on a plant based or even pescatarian diets had lower odds of developing moderate to severe symptoms, 
whereas the ones that follow a low carb, high protein diet had a a lot greater odds of moderate to severe COVID symptoms. Mm -hmm. There's so many X factors there, Mm -hmm. though. And it's not a really long article. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's information that goes deeper into the study. But I mean, everyone's there's so many X factors in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm always even if it's news that I'd like to hear. I'm always trying to keep it with a, an open mind to say, well, there's probably other things too. There could be genetics at play. There could be, <laughs> I don't know, age. I don't know that right. they referenced anything about age. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, COVID is only, what, a year and a half old mm-hmm. or so. And so that's a very short time period for any study of anything anywhere. So, you know. It is it is as kind of a on a related note, it's it's... This has been such a strange time for everyone. Very. Yeah, it's just, it's surreal. It's one of those things that you, like a nightmare scenario that you would imagine, you know, it came, like you think about zombie apocalypse or something like that. It's really weird. I remember even first hearing about it in other countries and thinking, oh, that can't happen here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny, um, you say this has been such a weird time. Um, we were just saying this morning, I, uh, I had to put out cash for the, the, uh, the lawn guy, the guy who comes and does our lawn. And I told you that we're going to have to go in and go, you know, get cash from the bank. But the last time we did that was over a year ago. I know. I mean, it, that's crazy. I know. You it know, it's crazy. So everything is like all changed. Uh-huh. All right. So in the show notes, we're also going to share a video from Dr. Michael Greger from nutritionfacts.org. And he's also been in some of those like other videos, documentary documentary type videos. He made a video talking about one of the reasons why the U.S. has the high number of deaths compared to other countries from COVID and it's related to pre-existing conditions. So Mm. I think overall, I, you know, despite the, I, I think most of the science says that the healthier you are, the better off you are. Right. And, you know, U.S. is really, especially where we live, the part of uh, the U.S. we live, we have a high obesity mm-hmm. rate and diabetes and all that kind of stuff. Right, so. right. Anyways, I just thought it was an interesting story and it was, it, we still have a lot to learn about this, this virus. Cool. All right. So the next uh, story is, is really kind of cool. And it's like, a, I don't know what you call it, so I'm not going to sit here and um and ah, but uh, there's an executive at Bumblebee Tuna, who kind of did a 180. And now he makes plant based seafood. Yeah. So the title of this article was he was a top exec at Bumblebee Tuna. Now he makes a plant based seafood alternative instead. And this is from Vegetarian Times. Right. So this is about Jay Douglas Hines, who was the COO of Bumblebee. And he spent 40 years in the commercial seafood industry. That is a long time. time. That's double what I was (laughs) in the the financial industry. And uh, he actually said he was just tired of it. You know, he said, I'm tired of, and they have a quote from him saying he was, there was misreporting and overfishing, which Mm. I think most of us know what, I mean, there's a lot of just in factory factory farming right. and all that it overall general, there's yeah. just a lot of um, wild west stuff going on out there yeah. and here's a quote from him he says the damage being done to the ocean is real as real as global warming reefs are being damaged at such an exponential rate that many may never recover right and you know it's so good 
to to hear that realization coming from someone like uh, Heinz, who was in a meat bait or a you know animal based uh, food industry for so long, and it just makes you feel like there's hope you know, that others will kind of follow that same path. So um, anyway, so now he is the head of a company called Atlantic Natural Foods. And they have brands uh, including Loma Linda, uh, Neat, Caffrey, Roma, and (laughs) Tuno. That makes me giggle. So Tuno. You said it perfectly. You said that's something you would have made up. Like if I would have said tuna, you would have said tuno. Like avocado, no. Um, So all of those are plant-based foods. Uh, So tuno is an alternative for fish. It's now available in 30 countries. And... I'll have a link there. We'll have yeah, a link to so you can you check it out. I did Amazon, find it right? on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, I would love to try that. I grew up with tuna fish sandwiches yeah. and the primary, primary ingredient in this one, in case you're curious, is non-GMO textured protein. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So, and you know, of course he's gotten backlash from his former colleagues, I'm sure, but he doesn't seem like it, it bothers him too much. And I'm sure if he's been in the, uh, if he was at, bumblebee for 40 years you know he's got to be older right Mm -hmm. so we know this as we age we kind of care less (laughs) i think you know about what other people think and um so good good for him as evidenced by me today giving a very good talking to to a boy who slapped his dog on the back of the head today i did not take very kindly to that and i don't think he'll be doing in all honesty you got to give me some props here because i'm like miss non-confrontational <laughs> and i actually started it so usually what she will do is she'll point something out to me yes, so that i will go over and it. tell them about the error of their ways yes but i didn't i didn't you were walking in front of me you didn't see it but i saw it and i well it was I, very uh, hard too yeah, it was like you heard I'm, it. I'm hard of hearing and he was across the street and i heard yeah. it and, that and was, i yelled at him i said that is, i said that you is better not slap that dog like that and that it kind of went from there and uh i know i can i can say this you scared the living daylights out of those boys <laughs> there were two of them and they were you know maybe like late teens and uh, 20s, you late scared teens, the living daylights out of them i <laughs> well i'll tell you what any any living thing getting hurt mm-hmm. and they can't especially they can't defend itself is my aggro button so yeah. i have no apologies for, for sure. that for sure so sure. anyways all right so the article also has a very sad fact about four countries that uh, oh, i'm sorry only four only four countries yeah good for those four countries right the <laughs> the sad fact is that only four countries <laughs> have petitioned the un to address trash in the ocean mm. that's crazy how are there only four countries that have actually petitioned the un to, to right. care about trash in the ocean right so props to to germany ghana vietnam and ecuador so yay they are the uh, vicky and larissa uh, <laughs> protecting the the dog across the street in that <laughs> case um but this is this is why it's so important and we you know we always talk about the importance of i know politics can be very hard to listen to in fact right now i'm on a news fast yeah. because i just get Can't i was take it just anymore. getting overloaded but uh you know it is important to keep in touch with who your representatives are and mm-hmm. making sure that you're voicing your concerns and you know larissa and i are deep in a state that does not usually fall is run by a government that doesn't really follow our a lot of our own values mm-hmm. but 
Nevertheless, it's even more important, I think, to say how you your concerns for some of this stuff. So that way they know, because if you just think, well, there's no point because, you know, so many other people are voting the other way. No, you got it. You still Mm got to do it. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Forks Over Knives Cooking School by Ruby. Back in 2019, I graduated from the Ruby Forks Over Knives Cooking School, and we discussed my experience in episode 274 of the podcast. We're going to link to that in the show notes so you can hear all about my amazing adventure there. But prior to taking the course, I have to admit I wasn't much into cooking, and I was even a little bit intimidated in the kitchen. We've talked about it on the podcast before that When Larissa came over to my apartment for the very first time 20 years ago or so, she saw pizza (laughs) rolls and and beer, beer and and (laughs) it was not very good. The Forks Over Knives Cooking School taught me foundational plant-based cooking techniques such as basic setup of my kitchen, pantry, and fridge, knife skills and cuts, which is really cool, by the way, foundational cooking techniques such as steaming and roasting, batch cooking, plant-based staples, seasoning, and marinating. So this immersive 55-hour course is led by world-renowned chefs and educators and includes uh, virtual Q&As, quizzes, grading, and ongoing instructor support to help you keep track of your progress. And I know you said that that was really helpful, right? Very helpful. So upon completion of the course, you receive a certificate and 30 credits uh, from the American Culinary Federation. So you're legit. The real deal. Yep. And then you also get a lifetime access to all course content in case you need a refresher on any of your skills at any point in time. Become a plant-based chef and learn to cook over 100 delicious recipes while mastering a variety of culinary techniques, all from the comfort of your own home with Ruby Cooking School. Check out vegetarianzen.com forward slash forks over knives for more info. And now back to the show. All right, so uh, the next news story is from Live Kindly, and it is soon everything you buy from the body shop will be vegan. Nice. So I had to ask you, I, I knew it sounded familiar, but when you said the body shop, uh, I guess yesterday it was, um, I, it didn't, I couldn't figure it out, you know, but then you, so you reminded me. Um, that they are uh, a, the British cosmetics and beauty company that uh, was one of the earliest cosmetic companies to make sustainability and cruelty-free products a priority. Yes. And we don't, I should say, we don't have, where we are in San Antonio, Texas, we do not have a body shop in San Antonio. We only have, the nearest one is in uh, Austin. Ah, Well, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, But they are going... So right now, they are somewhat... They have some vegetarian and meaning they have some byproducts. So they'll use Mm -hmm. like some of their products use lanolin or beeswax, beeswax. shellac. But they're going to get rid of all of that. They're hoping that by 2023, they will be 100% vegan. Nice. And they're already cruelty-free, right? They're already cruelty-free. I went on their site. A really nice site, too. And if you're not familiar with The Body Shop, they're, like Larissa said, they're British Cosmetics, and they were founded in 1976. Wow, so they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm, by Dame Anita Roddick. And what I really like, again, these, these companies that have been around for a while doing the right thing for a long time, 
that means they're in it, you know, and they've had a lot of experience in that. So I really like that. And I actually bookmarked their site now because I just hadn't, I didn't know all the stuff they had. Mm-hmm. I typically go to Lush Cosmetics, which is, we have one here in, in our local outdoor mall that I like to, but I'm going to be definitely checking out some of their stuff. Okay, and in addition to paying attention to the animals, they're also very much about sustainability, which is cool. And they're taking steps that by 2025, they want their product packaging to be fully recyclable, which is good. Right now, they say it's about 68% of their packaging is recyclable. And their About page has some great information about all the actions that they're taking with respect to activism and they to include partnerships with Greenpeace, Amnesty International, and just other nonprofit organizations. So... That is really, really cool. That's good, yeah. And they also have a service on their website. Um, if you can't get to a, uh, like, to go shop in a store, you can't. They have a call and collect service where you can order your products on their website and then pick them up from the store. Yeah, I think that one was done more for safety protocols. So that way, oh, you, you know, with the pandemic, so you didn't want to be. Yeah. But they do have an order online, so you can order <gasps> cool. online. Cool, cool. So, yeah. All right. What about the next one? So, the next one is actually from the fork. This is from the Forks Over Knives website. Yes. Okay. So, the now the article is titled, How Has Public Perception of Plant-Based Eating Changed Over the Past Decade and What's Next for the Movement? And that's like a super uh, way to end this, right? Because, Ruthie just agreed. Because yeah, she, she just, just shook, shook, shook her head and <laughs> rattled her tags. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, this is basically a video of their 10th anniversary celebration. So... Of the Forks Over Knives Forks DVD. Forks Over Knives. Right. Can right. you believe it? That came out in 2011. I know. That's and crazy. Did we go see that in the theater? No, we weren't no, vegetarian but no, then. No, we weren't. We became vegetarian in 2013. Which one was the one that we went to see? That was uh, Fed Up. The sugar one. I think oh, there was one about yeah. sugar. At Crossroads, yeah. And there was a couple. Right. I think there was another one, too. Like Plant Based Nation or something like that. I think there was two that we went to go see in the theater. Plant Based. Plant Base Nation. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but the woman, we saw the one about the sugar too in the theater. Yeah, yeah we that, did. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so this video brings back some of the doctors that were in there, like uh, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, Dr. Neil Barnard, Dr. Colin Caldwell Esselstyn, his son Rip Esselstyn, and the Forks Over Knives director. And they really just talk about a lot of the changes that have gone over on over the past few years. And that's exactly how we started, like you just said, how we started this podcast talking about there's a lot of things that have changed. And I, I I love to see so many things hitting mainstream. And I know some people have, you know, issues with, well, McDonald's is selling veggie burgers or Burger King. To me, it's just like, if you, the more mainstream you can get it, the more yeah. you can get it into the, um, is zeitgeist the right word? Like the, the, oh. the, <laughs> yeah. the, the culture, I yeah, guess yeah. is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say of, uh, the better because yeah. uh, people start to see that they can there can be life without eating animals right, right. and i think that's like it's kind of like a gateway right so it, you can if you know people say pot is a gateway drug to bigger ones but you know you can look at at mcdonald's and these other fast food companies kind of as a gateway to healthier plant-based eating right because i mean yeah okay mcdonald's and wendy's and burger king are not the healthiest options right and taco bell but as they put more plant-based things on their menu it does show people 
that there are that they don't they're not so horrible right right and then like again like i said that we can exist without using animals in mm-hmm. any way other than i mean they're just let them be animals right <laughs> right and if a, a big mac that's made from a plant-based you know um patty is pretty good then it might open people up to say okay well let me try making one or or try a healthier version you know from the store well remember that reminds me of when we went to eat uh dinner with some of our friends Mm -hmm. one night and i got the beyond burger at at, at the cheesecake Cheesecake factory Factory, and a friend of mine wanted to try it and she said i could order that Mm -hmm. you know and that's the kind of thing that i think these things help with now i get some of the arguments about the sustainability of even those products so like how they're manufactured and all Mm -hmm. that i get that but i think we kind of have to you know pardon the pun just like bite off little pieces at a time as we try to try to uh, fix things and i think for me anyways the biggest thing is that we're not hurting animals right 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 all right so um oh i did want to also share that now you can stream forks over knives for free on their website nice so that's cool and the whole documentary the whole documentary so we'll have a link to the reunited youtube video um that is about an hour and a half in itself but then the documentary is on there also cool all right well we hope this episode has helped educate you with respect to some of the news happenings going on in the plant-based world personally i think it's super encouraging that seeing these ipos and these companies that Mm -hmm. are now opening branches of dedicated to strictly plant-based products i think that's very encouraging and hopefully it's encouraged you and as i mentioned we will have links to all the stories in the show notes and if you want to leave a comment the best way to do that is to head out to our closed facebook group what is up peas and carrot (laughs) society uh, and leave a comment there there's always some great discussion great recipes great pictures of of pets all sorts of things going on in there so head out to vegetarian i'm sorry facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen and uh we'll also have a link there to the uh to the closed facebook group in the show notes if you just want to do that And one last reminder, if you can head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash review and leave the podcast a review, that really helps us out. We get more people listening and that helps bump us up in the search engine. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.